table. And this is uh, Jared Podcat. Thank you for that fabulous introduction, Mabel. Mabel lives in our butterfly home at the Avalon Care Center in Orangeville. Welcome to the first Jarlette podcast. Over the coming months, we'll be speaking with experts in dementia and emotion-based care. We want to provide you with updates on the progress of the butterfly model implementation in our homes, the most current research into dementia and how to support people living with dementia to live well, and what families and staff can do to better engage with those living with dementia. In the coming weeks, we'll be posting a schedule of upcoming guests, so watch this space for details. Today, we're speaking with Jarlett's Chief Operating Officer, Julia King. Julia will be speaking with us about her own experience working in long-term care, what her current role involves, and how the butterfly model of dementia care aligns with Jarlett's own values and plan of care moving forward. Welcome, Julia, and thank you for speaking with us today. Mary, I'm really honored to to join you today. Well, we're honored to have you here because uh, I know that you have a long history with Jarlette. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that, a little bit about um, yourself and your role at Jarlette. Sure. Sure. I'm happy to do so. Um, I'll maybe talk a little bit about both the personal and the professional piece, and it, it just helps to put a bit of context there. Um, From a a personal perspective, I actually come from a really large family, and we're incredibly close. I'm the baby of seven kids, and family and truly friends who become like family are really important to me, both in my own personal setting as well as in my work setting. Um, I grew up on a farm just outside of a little town called Alora, and although I've lived away from that area longer than I've lived there at this point in my life, I still think of Alora as home to me. And over the course of my life, I've had some pretty incredible role models who've impacted me both personally and professionally as well. And they've taught me so much along the way. And probably my greatest aspiration is to be able to make a difference in the lives of others, just as they've had such an impact on my own life. And again, both personally and professionally. Um, My husband, Jason, and I live just outside of Midland. We have one daughter, Emily, and she's actually in her third year of post-secondary education. And she's pursuing an honors bachelor in crime and intelligence analysis. And then, of course, we also have our fur baby, um, whose name is Snickers. And um, he is he's my little baby, and he's spoiled just as much as our own daughter is. From a professional perspective, um, I am a registered nurse by background. I graduated about 34 years ago. Um, and Mary, just like you mentioned, my history with the Jarlad organization does does span back quite a while. It's certainly not that full 34 years, um, but I did start with the, the Jarlett family back in 1998. And my first role with the organization at that time was with the director of care, or sorry, in the director of care role at the Villa Care Center. And then fast forward to today, I've been given lots of different opportunities along the way that I'm really, really grateful for. Um, I've had some pretty incredible experiences in lots of different capacities. And that brings me to where I am today as the Chief Operating Officer with Charlotte Health Services. So that's very interesting, that coming full circle again, that you actually started out at the villa. And I know that you actually aren't situated in the villa right now, but you, you the Jarlette head office is there at that site. So that's funny in those years that it's full circle again for you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so cool and so very exciting 
Um, the redevelopment of the Village Care Center, like our other projects, has been one that's been long in the making. Um, so to bring us to where we're at today, it, it truly does, um, it promotes that sense of accomplishment, but also the recognition of the importance of our team and um, why we do what we do. And we like to be situated within one of our long-term care homes or our retirement lodges from that home office perspective. So that that gives us that reminder of why we do what we do day in and day out. So, yeah, it is pretty cool for sure. <laughs> um, now, for people listening, I mean, I know a term like CEO is very common and people probably really understand that role in the business sense. But how like what was what is your job within uh, Jarlette in that role? Like if you had to tell families what you did, what would you say that was? Mm -hmm. You know what, I, I quite often will giggle when I get asked that question, because I think it's a great question. Um, and sometimes I have to ask myself that as well. Although my title is actually Chief Operating Officer, sometimes I feel like a jack of all trades and a master of none, to use that phrase or that expression. Um, but my scope is pretty broad. I guess at the end of the day, if I had to summarize it in kind of one sentence or less, I would say that I'm responsible for overseeing the organization as a whole. Um, looking at setting that strategy, again, for the organization, whether that's our long-term care homes or retirement homes um, or other seniors' housing um, opportunities. But it's not just me on my own setting that. It's truly working with our residents, our families, and our team members to set that strategy for the organization, um, but then to move those different pieces forward. And again, that includes each of our different, I'll use the word business divisions or business units. So if we think of that at the individual location level, being the long-term care home and the retirement lodges and all of our amazing team members that do the work they do day in and day out. But it also expands further to our, our home office at Jarlette Health Services. And again, those different business units or business divisions would be things like our human resource department our finance department, our IT department, and of course, our operations team members. I, I always use the statement, um, none of us can accomplish anything on our own. And what I'm so incredibly fortunate about is that I'm supported in my role, just as others are, by an incredible cast of many different team members. And again, whether that's in our individual locations or at our home office, or our partners that we work with within the communities, um, or our community at large, it truly is with, with those roles that each and every one of us play that help us make an outstanding difference in the lives of others. And that is our purpose and truly is what drives each and every one of us to do what we do day in and day out. Now, Julia, I apologize for that because I called you CEO and you're actually Chief Operating Officer, which is COO. And I think maybe something, <clears throat> excuse me, that people might not appreciate is uh, when you have a family member in long-term care, I think people don't always know that uh, Jarlett also has also all of those retirement homes. So not only are you responsible for the overall operations of those 14 homes, but also the retirement division as well. So that's a huge portfolio that you actually have. Yeah, it really, it really, really is. And along with those retirement homes, again, remembering that we also have other seniors housing um, options as well. So we have townhouses, um, we have apartments that are, are being developed. 
Um, so again, expanding that beyond the full continuum of care. But again, I always go back to say, none of us can do what we do without um, the skills and the knowledge and the expertise of all of those amazing team members who support in different ways for, for each of those different areas. That's absolutely right. And we see them. They go into work in all of those spaces, day in, day out, weekends, holidays, and do the great work that that they do. But um, that's because we that actually leads into the next question. Um, and a lot of people talk about this, about workplace culture being formed at the top. So it's really important um, in order to have staff that can do that with the dedication and care that our staff do because the message comes from the top. And that kind of ties into why the butterfly model has started at Jarlette, because I think it aligns with those values. Can you tell us a little bit about that around your decision-making and how you came to that decision to go with the butterfly model? Sure, sure. Um, and I guess I'll tap into that as well too, that over this, this past fall, um, so the fall of 2022, I'm trying to remember what year it is, um, <laughs> but over the fall, we had, or I had the opportunity to launch our revised strategic plans with each of our different administrators and general managers across the organization. But when we first started to look at refining that plan, that dates us back to 2020. And being completely honest and transparent, I certainly and lots of the other members of our team weren't necessarily familiar with the butterfly model of care itself. But yet our, our plan that we were developing and working on spoke to many of those elements that the butterfly model of care has the potential to drive some really cool and positive outcomes in. So when we looked at redefining that strategic plan, we actually looked at four different what we call pillars, but basically categories or classifications of different areas of focus. And those four different pillars or those areas of focus that, that we landed on talked about quality of life, talked about high-performing teams, talked about engaged relationships, and it talked about business stewardship. And little did we know at the time that that would actually flow really, really nicely into our introductions and learnings from others, the likes of yourself, Mary, and of course, Jill Knowlton, our Director of Long-Term Care Operations, of what the butterfly model of care is or has the potential to be. And within our organization, um, I, I, it goes without saying, we've always strived to deliver that person-centered care or that per person-focused care. And although my journey of learning um, and better understanding of the butterfly model of care truly is still early in the stages, I do believe that it truly does build on other initiatives which have previously been implemented. Um, so I, there's a few that come to my mind, but again, it's all building on that but again, focusing on that person-centered care, that person-focused care that I truly have every belief and confidence in that will impact our residents in a meaningful and positive way, and then in turn impact our families um, and our team members and our stakeholders in that same meaningful and positive way. If I think of that alignment between Butterfly um, and even our values, so we talk about values all the time. Um, and it's great when our, our team members can recite what those values are, but what we need to see and what we do see evidence of is those values in action. So when I think of those values, the commitment and passion, um, treating people with respect, being innovative, accountable, and responsible, and striving to do the right thing, 
that butterfly model of care absolutely speaks to each and every one of those pieces, as well as our overarching vision um, that we just actually launched as well when we launched the Redefined Strategic Plan. And that's inspiring a lifestyle that delivers the best day today and tomorrow. So I can't force someone to have the best lifestyle that, um, uh, that they might choose or that they might want. But each and every one of us can influence by our actions, by our conduct, by all sorts of different things in helping that individual to achieve their, their greatest potential and their greatest outcome and truly that they deserve. And again, that lifestyle that's the best day today and tomorrow. That's a, a fantastic uh, alignment and synergy with your your values. So I think it's a, a good marriage between Charlotte and the, the butterfly model. Now, if you don't mind, I'll maybe tap into the personal bit. Of, I, and I can say this because I'm also from a big, a big family. But I think um, when you come from a big family like that, your values are very much about family and um you know, you've talked about how important your family is to you. So um, seeing uh, the Jarlette family and the people who lives in, live in our home is just part of a big extended family probably helps you. It, it makes total sense to you. <laughs> you know what? It does. It does. And we all know we spend so much time with our work family, right? One of the things that I've been incredibly fortunate of is Having experienced that, um, so when I started as the director of care at the Villa in Midland, Alex and Bobby Jarlett, who were the founders of our organization, um, were still with us. Unfortunately, they've since passed on. Um, but I had the opportunity to see in person, um, day in and day out, Alex and Bobby live those values and live that vision and live the purpose as well. When you talk about somebody who's committed and passionate, um, when you talk about treating people with respect or being accountable and striving to do the right thing, that certainly was embedded in our organization, both through Alex and Bobby and their actions, um, but we also see that evidence still today. So with David as as the president and David as Alex and Bobby's son, um, and Sharon, his sister, also plays a key role in the organization as well, as well as some of their kids. And it's so cool to see that family-centered environment. And it spills out into others. And I think those are all part of those pieces that, again, when I say building upon um, that culture, it's building upon those pieces that are foundational by nature as well. And truly that family involvement, um, that family aspect is absolutely critical to what we do day in and day out. It truly does become an extended family. That's lovely how that, how that works, how that just rolls in. Now I'm going to ask you um, about a little bit about your your history and um, your vision. So I know that you you chose long term care. That's been your area of practice from the the very very beginning, and that doesn't always happen. You know, people try other areas of healthcare and then go into long term care. But I know that this has been your dedication and focus. So in your years in long term care and your experience, what would your hopes be? for the long-term care sector moving forward? Because we're in a really kind of uh, tumultuous time for long-term mm -hmm. care. What would you hope happens moving forward? Yeah, I think a couple of comments there, Mary. I will comment too. I When I initially graduated from nursing school, I did work about the first five to six years actually in the acute care sector. 
and um, I had some great opportunities. I was one of those grads that when I went through nursing school, um, my profs actually used to say that only those individuals who worked in long-term care worked there because they couldn't get gainful employment in the hospital setting. And that was something that was embedded in me. And I'll be honest, when I first, um, when I first did my transition into long-term care, it was back during the days of hospital restructuring and social contract, and um, we were doing layoffs. Um, we had an overabundance of registered nurses, if you can believe that, um, especially in light of our human resource challenges that we face today. Yeah. Um, we, we truly did have that overabundance of nurses. And I went into the long-term care um, field. I, I had the opportunity to take a position as um, essentially an assistant director of care. And from there, that's where my passion grew. And I initially went into that on a short-term basis. I was going to do a temporary stint. And then I had always intended to go back to, to the acute care sector, which is hospital setting. Um, but again, I found my passion. I found my, my zest. I found what really drove me. And I loved what I did. And so either I don't know the definition of what temporary or short-term is, um, or again, as I say, I found my calling and found my passion, but some many decades later, I'm still here. When I think of that future for long-term care, I, I always often think that it's important to reflect on the past. And reflection is very different than dwelling on the past. I think reflection helps to give us a sense of accomplishment, um, but it also helps us to plan more for the future. And when I reflect back on long-term care over my many years in the field, I think, okay, we've accomplished a lot um, in bettering seniors care across the province, but we still have so much more opportunities to do. As an organization, I guess what my hope would be, um, and not only for our own organization, but also for the provision of seniors care across the province as a whole, I really do hope and believe that that we will create environments. And again, not only in our long-term care homes or our retirement lodges, but in that broader context of community where our seniors live with purpose, where they live with dignity and they live with meaning. And again, I think we can accomplish this. Again, we have accomplished lots. We have more work to do. Um, and that is why we do what we do. But um, as I look forward to the future, I also look forward to seeing that transformation as it unfolds, again, whether it's specific to the butterfly model or seniors care in general across the province. I, I think that's where I would land on that question. And I would say that Jarlette is well positioned to accomplish those things and, and move forward. So um, perfect. And it's been a very, very long year and a long couple of years. And as we approach the end of the year and look forward to 2023, I'm sure you have a, a, a message that you'd like to put out to families and staff. For sure, for sure. And first, Mary, thank you for the opportunity to chat with you today. Um, it is so cool and it's so exciting as we move forward. And again, when I think of individuals like you or individuals like Jill Knowlton, who brings that experience and that knowledge and background from the butterfly perspective, but you're absolutely right. Um, the last couple of years have been a huge challenge, uh, to say the least, and that's probably an understatement. Um, but again, as I reflect on that, 
I am so incredibly thankful for the dedication and the commitment that our residents, our families, and our team members have shown. They've stood by us um, through some really challenging times. And I do certainly, as we look forward to the holidays ahead of us, however you celebrate those holidays, I wish each and every one of you all the best. Uh, I wish you good health and happiness in the coming weeks. And again, nothing but the best for 2023. Thank you again, Mary. I have appreciated the opportunity to join you today. Our next podcast will be with Jill Knowlton. Jill is Jarlett's Director of Long-Term Care. And Jill's going to speak to us about her own experience working in the butterfly model and why she brought the model to Jarlett. Remember, feelings matter most. See you next time.